Hello, I'm Amanda Cage and I'm the CEO of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. Welcome to the state of our workforce. Where are we now? Each month we have a conversation that goes beyond the Department of Labor, Employment and Jobs numbers to explore issues at the forefront of workforce development. Today, my guest is Michelle Wilson, the Director of Evaluation and Learning at the National Fund and the project lead for advancing workforce equity work. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Amanda. How are you? Good, good. Um, so as we start this conversation, I just have to say, um, you know, one of the things we always see in the numbers, and I think it's important for us to state this every single time, because uh, it's historically been true and it continues to be true, uh, that the Black unemployment rate is double the uh, unemployment rate of whites. Um, and until we start to see that number shrink, uh, the disparities between those two, two things shrink, we will know, we'll know that we're not um, moving towards a racial equity that we think is so important. So I just wanted to, to bring some light to that. Um, but we really here are today are to, um, to dig beneath the numbers. And one of the things that I know, Michelle, is important to you is how do we make this data accessible to communities? And what is really behind those numbers? Can you talk a little bit about that? Certainly. I before, And I also just want to say I appreciate you lifting up um, what you did at the top of um, the conversation around the unemployment numbers, because what we know about what this tells us is that the more things change, the more they stay the same. So I appreciate you calling it out. Um, um, digging, digging into the numbers is um, critical to the work and it's how um, we make change, right? It's making those numbers available to um, our communities uh, and, and painting a richer picture of what's happening on the ground, right? So it's nice to have those high level numbers like just as an overview, but until we dig deep and see what's really going on, um, it's difficult to make change with regard to that. So the Advancing Workforce Equity Guide that we um, have at the National Fund is a part of, um, is the result of work that we did two years with some of our collaboratives on advancing workforce equity. And a large part of that was actually working with community groups and providing them deeply disaggregated data and helping them tell a different story about what's happening in their communities. Um, and then um, um, going through a really robust process of holding up those numbers and saying, how, what solutions can we throw to this? What solutions can we put towards this um, in various capacities, whether you're a funder or a community person or an organization. So that's, that's, what we're, that's some of the work that we do with the Advancing Workforce Equity Project. Can you give some examples of what that what that looks like on the ground? What is the landscape of what's happening out there in the different communities where we've started to do some of that work? Yeah, so it's uh, and it's it's uh, different. I mean, the 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 part about workforce equity is that what it looks like in Seattle is not what it looks like um, in San Francisco or Dallas or West Alabama, right? So that's um, that's that's the um, primary thing. So some of the work that we do and it's connected to our work at the national fund right uh, one of our solutions is activating employers dallas does a lot of that work i'm trying to um, address the pay gap um, in that community i think so i think it's 26 dollars an hour is the average salary um, average wage for white workers and it's 17 dollars an hour for people of color so how, how do you address that and so dallas um, has been um, really focused on working directly with employers to address that pay gap, right? The higher level conversation or the policy conversation is around raising um, the minimum wage, which, you know, that's certainly more important, but there are other ways to address this. So it's like digging in. The other part of that from the worker side is also making um, 
um, um, jobs that are available, high wage jobs that are available, accessible in terms of, to, to people in the community in different ways. Um, so West Alabama does a really good job with that with their kiosk that they have developed um, and also the, it's an app that they developed that that, that puts the um, 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 available jobs um, directly in the hands of the, of the folks who are looking for work and then working with them to um, um, to, to, to apply for and, and, and access and, and, and make their way into these jobs, if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, one of the things we, so those are great examples of, of looking at things, both in terms of working with employers and, and making information accessible to workers. Um, one of the things that we talk about at the National Fund is um, what, what we're now terming and we're talking about in terms of social determinants of work. And what are those other, um, what's outside of the sort of the realm of the employer and the, and the worker who we tend to think of as the sort of two primary sort of customers within the workforce development space. Um, talk a little bit about those social determinants of work and how we think about that locally and, and what folks are doing on the ground around that. Yeah, and shout out to Angela Jackson Prophet who really, um, uh, I think was one of the first folks to start um, talking about that in that way, social determinants of work. But what we're talking about are those things that make work possible, right? And I think um, typically or historically in workforce development, we've had this very myopic view of workforce development, get a job, build your skills, all things that are very, very important, but it's there's so much more to it, right? And that's what the social determinant of work, social determinants of work brings into the conversation, right? So that's things like housing, which is really important, right? And we know housing costs are rising, but wages aren't keeping up with that, right? Even though they are, they are rising um, as well, but it's not keeping pace with 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 the housing market. Um, transportation continues to be an issue, right? Um, childcare, elder care, these kinds of healthcare, all these kinds of things um, are critical to us, right? They go hand in hand, and so in workforce development, what, one of the things we have to do is be able to broaden the scope of how we approach. Um, this um, um, under the umbrella of social determinants of work because it all matters. Um, in our sort of my parting question to you, I know we created this advancing workforce equity guide. Can you just tell, talk a little bit about how people can access it? People who are who may be watching this, how they can access it, um, and how to how to use it, and where how they get started if they're interested in doing something like this in their own community. That's a great question. We're really excited about that. Um, so you can access it through our site. Um, the national on our the national fund for workforce solutions website, um, and uh, it's it's the exact process that we used for our communities um, when we were doing the advancing when we started the advancing workforce equity initiative. And so it's designed. Um, it's an iterative process, but it's designed to really um, take um, organizations through the step by step process, starting with what's your why, right? What's your why is really, really critical, but also um, asking organizations to think about or define what workforce equity means for your, for your area, because that's really critical. So part of this is being able to answer key questions so you'll know what it is that you're looking for when it gets there, right? So, um, and then there's a, a part, I can you know, <laughs> there's a data part uh, component as well too, that's really critical to it. And then how you actually build strategies from the data. So there's that.
Well, thank you, um, Michelle, for joining us today. Uh, as always, these are issues that are near and dear to our heart and really work, you're doing the work on the ground to, to really put racial equity uh, practices in place, right? To, to stop talking about it and start doing. Um, so thank you for joining me today and uh, be sure to join us next month as we continue our conversation